Good morning, good afternoon and good evening and welcome to another episode of The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. My name's James, aka FPL Drug. Good to see you, mate. How are you feeling? Um, a lot better. Um, so want too well yesterday, but nah. here to talk about the double double game week. Well, yeah, no, nah, for sure. I mean, we obviously delayed the uh, the recording of this pod, so you could uh, be a bit more sprightly for this one. So, so hopefully you'll get through it. But um, yeah, I think I think we should crack on. Really, there's lots of fixtures to talk about, and then obviously we've got the upcoming double game week, which we're uh, going to touch on too. So let's get straight into it and. Um, the first game of the week was Wolves 1, Leeds 0. Well, obviously, the uh, talking point is the uh, own goal. Um, I think I saw a tweet. I think it was from Andy Martin saying about it was, how yeah. there hasn't been a uh, goal where it's bounced off a keeper's ass for ages and then then it, he has one against his own team. Um, yeah, brutal. Very unfortunate for there and for Traore, really, because if he had had that an inch lower, it's a superb goal in the top corner. Yeah. I mean, when when your luck's out, your luck's out. And you had to feel for Meslier there, didn't you? I mean, it was a cracking strike from Traore. But to, to then rebound off the bar at the angle that it did, hit the lads back and then fly in. And yeah, you're right to touch on that um, tactician tweet because I think, yeah, he predicted at the beginning of the game, this game feels like it could be one of those, you know, with the, with the ball hitting the goalkeeper back in the own goal. And yeah, like you said, his own team, but... The amount of likes that tweet got, I mean, you should have put a bet on that, surely. <laughs> but obviously, um, this wasn't the uh, the result that many of us wanted because quite a lot of people, obviously, with Leeds doubling, jumped on, you know, Captain Bamford, Captain Rafinha, brought in Dallas, and then for them to lose 1-0, it's not really what people expected from a Leeds team. No, but in fairness to them, they played fairly well, especially um, Rafinha. Yeah, um, I mean, it speaks volumes that he got two bonus points without actual returns. So he could have had on another day three assists at least. Oh, absolutely. Um, I thought Rafinha should have probably been man of the match, to be honest. Uh, annoyingly, he didn't get it in Sky. It was frustrating. I think they gave it to Neto, who actually got booked. Didn't really do much <laughs> much in the game. But I think that sums up uh, Sky man of the match award sometimes. But yeah, for me, Rafinha was... By far the standout player. I think Cooper um, could have easily had two, maybe even three as a defender from stunning set pieces from Rafinha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you had Cooper, you'd be screaming at the TV. You could have put them away. Um, fantastic cross for the ball, uh, Rafinha. Um, one who I obviously overlooked, but got him in for this week. Good man. <laughs> right. Um, talking about screaming and, you know, screaming at the TV, banging your head against the wall. It was uh, Southampton 1, Chelsea 1. We did it. We did OK. Um, good, great goal from Minamino. The composure to uh, finish that was very impressive. Obviously, the just puts uh, the defender and the keeper both on the floor. Tidy finish. Um and obviously, it was horrible to see that Pompey born prick mount step up with a pen. Um, yeah. Obviously, he didn't celebrate as much as I thought he was going to. In fairness, I guess he got that all out when he scored against us the first time. Yeah. Exactly. But, right. um, yeah, a better performance from us um, against what are a decent side with Chelsea now under Tuchel. Um, they, they, they've improved since obviously Lampard's departure. 
Um, as usual, it's one of those games where we just couldn't couldn't get another goal. We can add to our lead what we we got with Minamino. But... Yeah, exactly that. I was I was quite impressed when I saw the the lineup come out. Um, I don't think Ings had the best of games. I thought he was incredibly poor um, during the game. Just looked off the pace a little bit. Um, a lot of people were furious with Minamino. Obviously, uh, when he then takes that touch, I think it's uh, Aspilicueta obviously slides in, puts the keeper on his arse and then puts him on the outside of his foot. But Danny Ings was six yards to his left with a tap in. And obviously a lot of people brought Ings in for this week. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people were a bit pissed off with that. But no, I thought Minamino was was really good. I was really, really impressed with Minamino. I thought Redmond had quite, quite a good game. The ball that he played through for, for Minamino was exceptional. Vestergaard probably could have and should have scored. Um, I know a lot of people in Sky, I think there's 40% ownership in Sky for Vestergaard at the moment. I questioned that at the start. Um, obviously, our defence, I know how poor we've been, but Vestergaard's proven that he's got that goal threat. I think every game he's had at least two opportunities. Um, and there was another brilliant save in this game to obviously deny him. So it was frustrating because had we beaten Chelsea, I think that could have, you know, turned our fortunes a little bit, bit of confidence, but then to, yeah, to be pegged back, Chelsea to get that penalty, it was uh, it was a little bit frustrating. It was, but um, I, I guess t- typical Southampton style would be to then go on to lose the game. Yeah. So I'm kind of grateful we didn't even lose because typically we would throw it away completely. Yeah, absolutely. Right, um, jumping on then. So Burnley nil, West Brom nil. And I think a result that we probably all predicted. Yeah, not one, not a box office game. <laughs> but obviously a red card for Ajayi. Um, a lot of people were thinking about bringing him in due to like his goal threat. Um, yeah. And yeah, obviously he's been sent off. I don't think too many people own him. What I have seen people talking about, obviously they've got a clean sheet, was, um, is Maitland-Niles, uh, how far forward he's playing. Very which, much so. Um, I've seen him in a few people's teams. And obviously with the double coming up um, with two home fixtures, that is potentially someone you could consider. I mean, yeah. I'm not, but um, <laughs> no. but it's obviously if you're looking at potential attacking returns from a defender, then you could you could go there. I mean, he, he's I, very I much he's very much a midfielder, isn't he? Like when when he was playing for Arsenal, he was very much kind of in that that winger position, you know, wing back, full back. And I think yeah, he'll he'll bomb forward for for West Brom, and he probably will end up you know in that midfield slot again. And for a player of his quality to come into that West Brom squad, it it does provide a bit of hope. I mean, they're, they're still they're eleven points off safety at the moment, and obviously it's looking looking tricky. But the, the results that they've had recently, obviously the draw against United, they've now got this draw against Burnley. The, the results are there, um, and the opportunities are there. And I thought they were incredibly unlucky not to win this game. Um, although the bonus points are, I found quite hilarious. Given, um, I think Sam Johnson made one save, Nick Pope made two saves, yet they both ended up pretty much top of the bonus. Pope got two and Johnson got one because not a lot of other players did anything. <laughs> no, no, that does speak volumes, really. Um, now, what about the Merseyside derby? Uh, Liverpool 2. Uh, Liverpool 2. They Liverpool wish. Uh, that's what it should have been, I reckon. <laughs> Liverpool nil, Everton 2. Cracking game. Really enjoyed this one. Um, I didn't expect it. I don't think many people expected Everton to go there and be the the fourth team this season to win at Anfield. Um, Just one of those performances. I thought Liverpool struggled to get going. 
Um, they had their opportunities, but they, they just seem to lack that belief in the final third at the moment. And um, I think Henderson got injured in this one. Uh, it was more last weekend now, but yeah, it sounds like he could be out for a while. So that would be a big miss. But then Everton grew into the game and obviously uh, Sigurdsson took took his pen well. And then um, DCL, yeah, thought played played brilliantly. Come, obviously coming back, won the penalty. There's, there's debate about it. And uh, for me, when I first saw it, I thought, ah, Stonewall pen, you know, obviously Trent's taking him out. When you see the replay, Trent doesn't really know anything about DCL, DCL being there, but it's still obstruction because had Trent not been there, um, DCL would have got the tapping. So I, I can see why the pen's been given and I think it's the right decision. I personally wasn't sure. Um, I feel like if they're going down the whole clear and obvious route, they wouldn't give that. But I can understand why it's been given. He sort of slightly clipped him. Yeah. So that's that's fair enough. Exactly. And um, I thought Richarlison had a very good game as well. I was really impressed with Richarlison. Yeah, excellent game. Um, I did think about bringing him in ahead of the double, um, but didn't make that move. I had other moves to make, but a very good option ahead of their two home fixtures coming up. Um, obviously, DCL as well is coming into a lot of people's teams yep. with him now back. Um, I think that makes both of them good options. And Rodriguez, obviously, in midfield. Yeah. No One way. that uh, surprised me is Pickford with his 11-pointer. I know. Six games against Liverpool, a clean sheet and free bonus. Yeah. Somebody um, said that before the game. You would, you would not believe them. No. <laughs> the, mo- the most amusing thing from this is people will look at that and think, ah, what, what performance from Pickford. And yet in the press conference today, Ancelotti still come out and said he's going to continue to ro- rotate both his goalkeepers till the end of the season. So <laughs> there's no way you're going to bring in the likes of Pickford. I mean, you wouldn't anyway, but there's no way you will bring him in because he'll probably be dropped next week. Well, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't bring him in anyway, but yeah, as you say, a minefield. (laughs) What's your opinion on that? Because I think it's a crazy decision to continuously rotate your goalkeepers. It is. Um, I think you've got to kind of just play one until they go out of form and then give the other guy a go, but then don't just keep chopping and changing. It's not, it's not a fantasy team. No, (laughs) Exactly that. And it doesn't give them any confidence because they don't get, you know, a run of games. They don't get, you know, it's all well and good. You've got that sharpness in training, but you don't have that match sharpness. You obviously have to, the reaction times, they're there if you play week in, week out. And obviously if Pickford then steps out for the next two weeks and then comes back in again, it almost feels like you're under pressure to perform because that's your one moment. Just, it feels a bit strange to me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not good for both the goalkeeper mentally and also like the defence. So one minute you've got your defenders playing with one keeper. Next minute they're switching it. So they, they can't get any of that chemistry really. No, no very odd. Um, jumping on to the, the final game on the Saturday then and uh, another brilliant performance from Fulham. It was Fulham 1, Sheffield United nil. Well, yeah, a crunch game for uh, Sheffield United, obviously. Um, against a fellow team in the bottom three. Uh, but I think Fulham deserved the result. Um, yeah. Another goal from Lookman, obviously very, very cheap in the game. Uh, got got them essentially the three points. Um, and yeah, they're right on Newcastle's tails now, aren't they? Yeah, they're three points behind um, Newcastle. And obviously we've both been saying throughout the pods, you know, this season that we strongly believe Fulham could come good and uh, could find a way. And they've picked up 
eight points in the last four games. Um, whereas obviously Newcastle have picked up three points. So they've made up five points in those four games. And I honestly think Fulham are going to be safe. Oh, I think so too. Um, whether it's the expense of Newcastle or someone else, um, I think they, yeah, they're, they're going to be safe. I think this Wilson injury is hitting Newcastle particularly hard. They, they need him back and they need him back soon, that's for sure. But I've been so impressed with Fulham defensively. Um, obviously at the start of the season, they looked poor, they looked like any team could open them up. Um, but particularly Aina and Anderson, I thought that they're brilliant at the back now. And the way Parker's got them set up, yeah, it, it just it almost feels like if, if Fulham get a goal in a game now, that that could be it. Whereas previously you thought, you know, if Fulham score, ah, well, it's okay. And, and the other team's going to score. You know, it could easily be 2-2, two, 3-3 two, three, three in this game. Whereas now Fulham are getting 1-0 results and big results against teams in and around them. And that, that's what they need. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Like before, I'd look at Fulham's fixtures and be like, oh, yeah, they're playing Fulham. I'd be like, oh, great, I'll put, bring him in. But now I'm like, hmm, are they really going to perform that well against Fulham? Like, I don't see it as an easy game. I don't see it as a green on no. the FDR. I see it more as a kind of a grey, kind of a medium difficulty tie now because I don't think they're the whipping boys they were at the start of the season. No, not at all. And, uh, to be fair, I think all the way up to game week 32 is going to be a huge test for Fulham as to whether they do stay up or not. Because obviously they've got Crystal Palace and Tottenham as part of this double game week. Um, after that, they've then got Liverpool, Man City, Leeds, Villa, Wolves and Arsenal running up to uh, game week 32. And then after that, they've got a nice finish to the season where they play Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle. So um, that Newcastle game at the end of the season could be absolutely massive <laughs> yeah definitely you could see who goes up and who goes down um who goes up who stays up right um let's jump on to uh the first game on the sunday and uh what we all now call within the community the uh the planet fpl derby but it was west ham two spurs one yeah uh banging result for such here uh west ham t- great victory they they just seem to be Spurs' bogey team. They always bring out a good performance. Obviously, they've been playing well recently. Um, but yeah, against Spurs, they always tend to raise their game, even if they've been having a bad run in mid-league. Yeah. Obviously, Lingard stepping up again. Um, decent goal. Cheap, cheap. Yeah. Very cheap. Oh, massive. Uh, Brilliant signing, honestly. like People were questioning it because he's been out of the United team for so long. Um, like Whether he'd be fit... But I think Moyes said himself he was incredibly impressed by Lingard's natural fitness. Um, and obviously, coming, he's obviously kept himself sharp despite not playing for well, God knows how long now. Um, he's come into the team, continues to score goals. And then obviously, um, Antonio was past fit for the game too. Came in, made an instant impact, got his goal. Yeah, very impressed um, by West Ham. But... Also impressed by Gareth Bale coming off the bench. Yeah. He, he played very well when he came on. Um, obviously got the assist, but could have quite easily had a goal. Yeah. Absolutely fizzed it. Um, excellent shot. And on another day that goes in. Stunning strike. And obviously talking to Bale, um, I think he, he, he was particularly impressive when he came on again uh, last night for the um, in the Europa League. And obviously with him not starting in that, it does sound and seem like Bale could be in line to, you know, actually get a start in the Premier League this weekend. I think so. Um, obviously, 
he's, he's quite quite expensive in the game, 9.3. Um, obviously, for 0.2 million more, you can get Son. Yeah. However, only, I think it's like 0.3%. It might it be a little bit more now. 0.3 um, still. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a very low ownership percentage. Um, so if you want him to make ground, that's where you make it. Yeah, big time. Um, and obviously, like Mourinho, it almost feels he kind of has to play him now. Um I think Bale is trying to prove a point, you know, when he does get these chances, he's come on, he's got another assist. And for the money that they're spending on him for the, for the wages for this period, yeah, he's inevitably going to probably go back to Madrid in the summer. He, he won't sign for Spurs, but he needs to make an impact now. And maybe in this last run of, you know, 12 games and whatnot, he, he could do that. I think so. Um, yeah, very impressed. This is what I expected when he... Uh initially arrived but I mean he said himself that his fitness hasn't been great recently so yeah clearly he's out to prove something now yeah right jumping on to another game and um one where we we kind of got word in a leak earlier in the week that uh, Jack Grealish was um was injured um and it was it was true so Aston Villa won Leicester two yeah, um, I did. I knew about the news, obviously, before I uh, saw it on Twitter, but I wasn't convinced um, off of a rumour. Like, I didn't want to make a decision, so I just didn't didn't take him out of my team. But in hindsight, obviously, should have done, but hey-ho. Um, yeah, obviously, they're a bit of a different prospect without Jack, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think they're a weaker team. I mean, he does a lot for the team. Um, we've said this before, that that sort of kind of good work kind of goes unrewarded in FPL. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of worrying because I, I wildcarded um, coming into this this double and obviously it's it's quite a nice double with, uh, with Leeds away, Sheffield United away. Um, but yeah, Jack Grealish not being in that team, it, it sounds like he probably won't be fit for Leeds and he might not even make the Sheffield United game. So that that is a worry because even the likes of, you know, Ollie Watkins, I think his output is will probably be less without Grealish providing those balls. Whether Traore can, you know, step up, I thought he he, he played really well um, in the position. You know, obviously McGinn actually got an assist, which was good to see. Ross Barkley wasn't too pleased at being taken off, but I think he's got to step up his performances a little bit, particularly um, without Grealish being there. But I was really impressed with Leicester. I thought they pushed hard. Um, they were unlucky not to score more, to be fair. Without Martinez, Leicester could have easily won 4-1 in this game. I thought Martinez was uh, pulled off some brilliant saves. The only downside for Leicester, and this is obviously um, Madison picked up that recurring injury, and it sounds like uh, he could be a doubt for the weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to feel for the guy. He was just getting some momentum back after his previous injury, and now he's a out injured again similar kind of story to Antonio really um now I'm kind of when he does come back do you do, do you do you bring him in straight away or like it's a concern that he could get injured again um but obviously he's very dangerous when he's on the pitch yeah. and uh, as is Harvey Barnes obviously who's uh, returned again yeah the mighty Harvey Barnes we'll, we'll talk about him later but uh I was very glad with his performance should we say that <laughs> Right, um, jumping on, another game in which, to be fair, I thought there was going to be a lot more goals, but it ended up Arsenal nil, Man City won. Yep, um, goal from Raheem Sterling. Uh, seems to get, be getting a little bit of consistency together now, um, just Raheem. Uh, 
tight victory for them. Obviously, another city clean sheet. I uh, benched, uh, I think it was Stones or Diaz. I can't remember which one. I only expected one of them yes. to play. You benched them. Yeah, that was it. And uh, both played, uh, which I did not see coming. However, obviously, I don't know if you've seen um, City are expected to rotate heavily ahead of this weekend and the Ooh. double game week, which is an absolute nightmare. I know. Honestly, you just don't know, do you? Because Pep says he could make five, six, seven changes. Now, the team that he put out last night in the Champions League, it had the likes of Sterling, Cancelo, Diaz, Gundogan, Foden. Do they all start the weekend? Do they all miss out? Fuck knows. Like, we've all got Gundogan now, and we've all inevitably got at least one Man City defender, if not two. Now, this double game week could become a single game week for most of us for, for some of those players. And it's fucking annoying. It's quite worrying. Um, obviously, particularly with the Sky game as well, which we'll come on to, because obviously you don't have a bench in Sky. Yeah. Um, and for me, I was going to do the hokey cokey with Gundogan. I might not bring him back in now, to be honest. Don't blame you. It, it, it could be a risk. Um, obviously, fortunately in Sky, we get to see the team sheets um, for that. But obviously, FPL, we don't. So you're kind of reliant on a on a cheeky leak, you know, more than an hour and a half before uh, before the game. It's very unlikely. Whereas at least in Sky, we get to see it. But I'd still be reluctant in Sky to move on because they then obviously play Wolves midweek. So you're only going to want them back. Yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I thought it was quite a quite a slow performance from Man City. They almost felt comfortable in the game, but never truly got going. Um, obviously, we saw the return of Kevin De Bruyne, um, got 60 minutes under his belt. He was then rested last night. So inevitably, I think it's going to mean that he comes in at the weekend, probably for, for his first maybe even full 90 minutes. It, it, it all depends on how Pep wants to play him because... He then obviously plays midweek again. Now, I think they've probably got to be quite cautious with De Bruyne because if he picks up another injury, that could be him for the season. Agreed. Agreed. Um, obviously, an important player and one you wouldn't want to rush back. And one that I'm, I think I'll have to wait a couple of weeks before bringing into my FPL team. Yeah. I mean... Obviously, people are going to be tempted with the double to so just chuck him straight back in, triple triple captain him, captain him, whatever. But I feel like it's a bit of a risk considering Massive he's risk. just come back. Yeah, and does I think there was one ball that he played through to Sterling, which was sublime. Um, and Sterling, you know, fluffed his lines. But other than that, De Bruyne looked a little bit off the pace. Um, wasn't quite on the mark for some of the passes he was trying to play. You know, I think he had one shot that was... 20 yards wide um, at one point. It, you know, he's been out of the game for such such a long time. So he needs maybe a, a few weeks to bed back in before we all start to consider and uh, his um, his ownership will inevitably rise. Agreed. Right. Um, final game, obviously, on the, uh, the Sunday. It was Manchester United 3, Newcastle 1. Um, uh, another win for Man United. Um, what I'd like to mention is uh, Dan James seems to actually have quite a good record when he comes on. He does, yeah. He scored almost every time he's come on. Like even uh, I think he only had thirty minutes one time. He scored. He's obviously scored in the full ninety this this time round. Um, potentially a player that's a bit underappreciated is Dan James. Yeah, I just don't think um, he gets the opportunities at Man United. But obviously, when you've got 
you know, Bruno Fernandes, Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, Cavani. It's it's quite difficult for him. But you're right. Like, I think he's made six appearances this season for Man United um, and he scored three goals. Exactly. He's not had many minutes from those uh, appearances either. So credit to him. Um, obviously, another Fernandes return, a Rashford return. Um, I don't know many players that are on both, uh, yeah. Bruno and Rashford. I think you kind of have to have one or the other. And obviously, the one most sense would be Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah got- um, so is really the only real kind of option for Newcastle now without Wilson and even then they're so, so weaker as a prospect Agreed, it, it, it's tricky Like obviously we all laugh about it but in Sky Bruno is 99.9% owned so obviously the, the, there's one person in the top 1k that doesn't own him which is, is mad so we were all going to captain him against Newcastle um, and it took a while for those returns to come, we were all a bit like oh, have we fluffed this but um, nah, he got his goal and assist in the end so can't complain. Yeah, it's probably a scouser at that owner. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, right, let's jump on to the uh, the Monday night game and it, an absolute XG killer. It was Brighton 1, Crystal Palace 2. I mean, fair play to Christian Benteke because that is an absolute robbery. Um, yeah. <laughs> good finish. Um, fair play to him. He's... He's obviously had a lot of stick over the last couple of seasons as a kind of striker that's fallen from grace. Mm. But maybe he's getting a bit, of, a bit of confidence back now. And what better way to score in a derby in the last last minute? I know, 95th minute. And Mateta's goal was uh, particularly... It was joyful to watch, you know, as a, as a neutral. A stunning finish, you know, the, the turn. Um, frustrating as a, a dunk Sky owner because most of us probably made that move to cover this captaincy being the single game week. And uh, yeah, to, to see that kind of go in and what was, we all thought a banked clean sheet for Brighton actually ended up being just a four pointer for Dunk, obviously with his, uh, with his passing tier. Yeah. Well, it's a five pointer, but I'll, t- I'll take it. They, um, they reduced it to four. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? So it, it's, it was supposed to be four. Um, basically, they it was almost as if Sky hadn't believed that uh, Crystal Palace had scored their second goal. Um, so they kept it at 1 1. But obviously, with uh, with Benteke, he then gets a minus one because they've conceded twice. So it became oh, four. That's, that's two points then. He was my yeah. captain. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's frustrating, but um, yeah, uh, Brighton were incredibly unlucky. I mean, wasteful to be fair. The, the amount of chances they spurned. They just just couldn't punish Crystal Palace, and uh, if there's ever a smash and grab, this was the game. Oh, definitely. <laughs> right, and then uh, the final game of uh, this double game week, and a fucking annoying one for me. Um, I listened to the first half of this game in the car, really enjoyed it. Watched the second half at home, fucking hated it. It was Leeds 3, Southampton 0. Yeah, very much... Um... Fell apart like wet, wet tissue paper in the second half, um, which was great for FPL James, uh, bad for real life James. <laughs> um, yeah, watching it through through my hands, uh, just getting carved open. I mean, Leeds can carve open most teams, so it does not surprise me at all that they can carve our sort of defence, which on its on its day can just fold in yeah. minutes. Um, and 
we obviously made a number of changes as well. Like when I had TalkSport on in the car driving back from Manchester for, for work. Um, and then I heard the lineup and I was like, right, there's no Ings, there's no Gineppo, there's no Minamino. Like, what are we doing? This, this is Leeds. Like, they're, they're going to hit us. Um, to throw in, you know, the likes of Nathan Teller. To be fair, it sounded like he had a good first half. Um, he was unlucky. We had obviously the uh, the penalty controversy. For me, I, I didn't see the incident live. I heard about it on the radio, but it sounded quite controversial in the fact that, you know, the pen was awarded and then VAR ruled it out. We, we were unlucky, um, in my opinion, on that one. But then, yeah, Leeds second half came out swinging and we just couldn't handle them. No, no, we couldn't. Um, yeah, the team selection was a bit questionable, particularly Ings, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't own him, but as a Saints fan, I wanted him, wanted him to start. Yeah. You. Were, um, I I was amazed Minamino didn't start because Minamino's pace, um, and just you know he he's very good on the ball and he's a, he's a good technical player. He's proven that to start with us. For him to yeah. be sat there on the bench against Leeds, I think that was frustrating because. Leeds, you know, are susceptible to the counter because of the way that they play. Um, they're also very poor from set pieces. And I just don't think we made the most of either of those opportunities. Agreed. I think he should have played uh, both Gineppo and Minamino. I don't know if Gineppo didn't play because he got kicked quite a lot in the Chelsea game. Possibly. Might have been part of the thinking, um, especially with obviously the closeness of the games. But who knows? Yeah, it was annoying because I think... The, the Chelsea game was probably the best game I have seen Gineppo play. Oh, yeah, he was excellent. He was so impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, how he got out of that uh, situation where he had about three or four Chelsea players around him. Oh, yeah. And how he dribbled out of that. That was yeah, so impressive. Um, people said that, actually. They feel like he's being sort of coached out of his like natural kind of style. So, like, I, I feel like that is... Like true to a certain degree, I feel like um, he was when he arrived at first. He did seem like very much a free spirit, and now he's kind of feels a little bit restricted. However, you did obviously in the Chelsea game. He, yeah, no, it, exactly. Yeah, it was almost as as if the uh, the ties were kind of unwound a little bit on him um, against Chelsea. And yeah, he he had that bit of space. But no, I definitely agree with what you mean because obviously when he came in last season and. I got to sit in the stadium and watch him. It was time and time again, he'd just run into the box, try and ping a cross in. You know, Ings would often be on the end of them, but he hasn't been doing that this season. And yeah, it's almost as if he was given a bit more license to roam um, against Chelsea. And in doing so, it was brilliant. And perhaps the introduction of Minamino allows him that bit more space as well, because there seems to be a bit more interlinking between, you know, Redmond, Ings, Minamino, Gineppo, when, when they're all on the pitch together. And even, you know, Stuart Armstrong obviously was fit for this Leeds game. But um, we, we've got those creative players in there. It's just finding the right balance between them all, I think. To, uh, I was just about to say, yeah, the balance, because I think Minamino, Gineppo and Armstrong would be a bit much. Yeah. And we'd be lacking defensively in yeah. terms of the midfield. <laughs> Exactly. I think, yeah, because you're always going to have... Ward-Prowse plays every game. He's always going to be there. And Romeo is pretty much, when, when fit, the stalwart in that, that midfield. So What, what a tackle, like, fitting in the Leeds game. I know, honestly, I was listening in the car and the way they described it and the way the commentators celebrated, it sounded like Rafinha had just gone through and scored. And then there was no even no even word of Romeo being there until about 30 seconds later when the other co-commentator said, what a tackle? And I was like, what? Wait a minute. 
And I seen yeah. the highlight, obviously, when, when I eventually got back. What a challenge. Yeah, I don't know how he got back. But yeah, excellent. Just about got his foot on the ball. Yeah. Uh, I think he nearly broke the ball, like from the force of the tackle. But yeah, amazing from him. Um, that's the Romeo we love to see. Absolutely, yeah. Like probably, honestly, challenge of the season. I don't think I've seen a better tackle this season. No, no, I agreed. Unbelievable. Right. Um, moving on then. How did you get on this week? So uh, I took another minus four. Um, which definitely paid off because I brought in Dallas and Rafinha. We've got <laughs> 17 12 each. So that's <laughs> well worth the minus four over Kufau and uh, Gundogan. So I finished up on uh, 78. Pretty yeah. happy with that, to be honest. Uh, Banned for captaincy as uh, obviously had the double and made sense. Um, what about yourself? Um, I ended up on 80 points. I wildcarded this week. Um and obviously, the wild card, the controversy of FPL being uh, absolute trolls, um, releasing those fixtures <laughs> a minute after the fucking deadline. Like, poor Ben Krellin had obviously been, you know, there all day just waiting for these fixtures. Um, and I'm in a little wild card group um, with a few of the lads. And we were all, you know, sharing our teams. And I was like, honestly, like, I'm really nervous about whether, you know, Saints are going to double or where Fulham are going to double. So fortunately, I went the way of Fulham getting the double um, just after something that Ben had said. So I brought in Areola, whereas I know quite a few of the guys have brought in McCarthy. But for those fixtures to drop a minute after the deadline was ridiculous. But I then made a comment in the group, and I think um, Simple Goal shared it, was the fact that I genuinely believe because of the controversy around the deadline changing with all these leaks and FPL saying, oh, well, <clears throat> we don't want people to gain, you know, a, a kind of advantage depending on time zones. Have FPL actually considered that with these fixture releases, given they were aware there was going to be a double game week? Now, that feels ridiculous given it's a fantasy game and there's no money involved in this game at all. But it genuinely feels that way because why would they release it a minute later? I uh, 100% think that is the case. It's due to the time zones um, because I remember the, uh, hence why they moved it from an hour before kickoff to an hour and a half. Um, so it would prevent the whole team use thing. Um, but yeah, and I agreed. Like the, the timing's too coincidental for it to not be that. Like, yeah. It almost sends a message that, that is on the deadline. Um, I think if they'd have done it like, what, 12 hours later, we wouldn't be having this conversation. No, no. But exactly. the timing is too too, too convenient. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. And obviously, fortunately, the work that, you know, Ben Crellin puts in, Ian Powerin, um, obviously James from Planet FPL, we were all aware of who was probably going to double anyway. Um, it was just the Fulham and Southampton one that was a little bit, you know, hit and miss as to who could have. So, I'm very much happy with, with, with the setup I've got. And um, I don't know about you this week, but I'm bench boosting. I uh, Obviously, I don't have my bench boost, um, but I'm probably going to triple captain one of my nice. players. Okay. Um, do you have an idea of the moves that you're going to make and potential captaincy? I've got several moves in my head. Um, I might do a minus four. I might not do a minus four. But um, the plan was to bring in Gundogan. However, that's now changed. So it's a case of whether I just upgrade Wilson or if I want the likes of, say, DCL, I have to downgrade Grealish to get a little bit more money um, to then get Wilson to DCL and then 
whoever I bring in midfield. I think um, downgrading DCL is no downgrading Grealish is potentially the obvious move, but yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably what I'm going to be doing. I mean, I couldn't afford to downgrade him to Harvey Barnes and do Wilson to DCL. Which oh, yeah. is Bring, bringing in two that I've got in my wagon. <laughs> I was thinking you'll love that move. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, um, I've got 14 doublers um, plus Rafinha is my single. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to bench boost. I think it'll be Areola, Rafinha, Shaw and Kabak um, on the bench. So if I can get 20 points from those guys across the, the double, then I'll be I'll be relatively happy. I've already made my two moves, um, you know, the, the price rises and stuff. So I'm happy to say it. It was, um, I took out Danny Ings and Bamford and I've brought in DCL and Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, obviously Harry Kane. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I've only not gone down Kane because it's too difficult for me to get there. Mm. I can wildcard and get there. But while I've got Son, it makes more sense for me to not wildcard, yeah. um, save it for down the line and um, just, yeah, just be happy with Son. No, that's fair. And and the way that the, the way the fixtures have fallen, it's been quite useful because we obviously know the teams that are um, not going to blank in 29 as well. So a lot of us have been able to set up with, you know, the likes of Villa, a couple of Leeds, some Fulham. So we I've already got five players that don't blank in 29. And then I've got three weeks to build towards that. So I, I should have at least 10 come um, come the blank. Same, same for me. Um, this week I'm not going to use a transfer on a 29 player, but every week after that it will be. Yeah, exactly that. I think that's the best way to do this. Right, um, let's jump on to Sky then, mate. So, how did you get on this week? Ah, did fairly decent. Um, 100 in team one, 94 in team two, and team three, 96. Uh, so that brings me up to 7k in team one. Still. 2.8k in team two and miles away in team three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, not even worth talking about that. That's just a bit. No, 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 exactly. It's, it's just a bit of fun. I'm looking forward to burning the hell out of some transfers this week in that team. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, very disappointed with uh, in team one, uh, Gundogan, just, just the two points. Um, would have been nice to have had at least tier or something. Um, but I guess he started at least. That that's the thing. Owning all these Man City players, it it's going to have the frustrations. Um, but it was the right time to bring them all in, and then um, obviously over the next few weeks, we'll then start to potentially move them away as uh, as their fixture pileup kind of decreases. But yeah, for me, um, in Team One, I got 109 points. Uh, team two, obviously the, the team without the transfers now, that's now dropped out of the top 100. That only got 89. Um, and then, yeah, my team three, I got 111. So um, team one is sitting 42nd overall. Um, I think I'm about 80 points behind the leader. It's going to be tough um, to, to make that catch up, but I've still got a good amount of transfers in the bank, so I'm happy with that. And I've got moves planned Um Starting with this weekend, I'm potentially going to make two moves um, after after Saturday. So we'll have to see. I, I've got to do some things to try and make up some ground because you know, it's, it's the only way that I'm going to at least make that top five. And winning it, yeah, would be amazing. But if I can finish in that top five, it's still a prize at the end of the day. And I could do with a PS5. So that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Decent prizes for the um, for fifth and fourth. Very uh, much so, yeah. I think. What, what are your thoughts on um, Foden? Because obviously he played last night, 
Do you think he plays at the weekend? I'm I'm not sure. I don't uh, think he it's plays. it's a worry and it's it's an annoyance um, almost than anything because. I think if he doesn't play on Saturday, then he'll play midweek against Wolves, most likely. But if he does play Saturday, then I, I can see him missing out. And that's that's the frustration at the moment, because we've obviously got that Monday game where it's Everton-Southampton, um, which is the, the single game. So we're going to have to find coverage from that. And... I think I'm going to have to move a Man City player on potentially to to cover it because I, I don't own Vestergaard, for instance. Those that do, they've got the coverage. They don't have to make the move. I'm going to have to. Um, so it all depends, I think, yeah, on who starts um, for Man City as to which one I move on um, and then go from there. And my other plan is um, I've got Sterling. He, he's been pretty good for me, but I think I'm probably going to move him to Harry Kane um, come Sunday. That's a good, yeah, that's a good move. That makes sense. Um, if Foden obviously did play at the weekend, then it, then you could move him on to, say, Rodriguez or whatever, and that would yeah. work quite well because he'd then miss out the Wolves game most likely, and you get the best of both worlds. But good job we see the team sheets. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's the big thing. Um, and the other thing worth noting is after this weekend, obviously Leeds and Leeds and West Ham are the two teams that don't really double or don't they've got single fixtures um for this week so there's actually quite a few teams where if you move off of a Leeds player from this weekend you can get a three for zero um so I think Leicester is one that I was eyeing up particularly like I've got Rafinha um I probably won't have a slot available for the likes of Jamie Vardy but Harvey Barnes could be a, a really good option um, or even, you know, a Leicester defensive asset moving that way. Someone like Pereira could be worth a gamble, but I, I think I'd probably look to make that move because to gain three additional fixtures for one player could have massive swings to then probably go back to a Leeds player for um, the single game week captaincy, you know, in the future. But like we've said previously, I think now is the right time to be making transfers because we're not going to get the opportunity to attack transfers in the way that we are at the moment in two, three weeks time. You know, it's going to go back to standard. Um, you're not going to get doubles and blanks and all that kind of thing. Post 29, really, it might be the odd one, but rarely, I think you're going to get three for zeros. So if you can spot them, I'd probably take advantage of them if you've got the transfers. Yeah, definitely. And especially like looking at Leicester's fixtures as well. It's not like they're bad fixtures. They got, they got great, a great one. No, exactly. So I think it's going to be um, exciting times. And uh, I think the true test of where I can finish in Sky will probably be seen in two, three weeks time. Once uh, once these fixtures are out of the way, I might get a, a true insight into where where's possible and what's possible. Right, let's jump on to um, Chapman. And obviously, we've got to lock in our teams by, uh, by seven o'clock. It's currently uh, 10 past six as we're recording. Um, do you know what you're going to do? Well, I thought about it earlier, um, so I'm still not 100% certain, um, but I think it makes sense to me. I'm going to play my free hit next week, so I'm looking at getting rid of is it or potentially is it and Boxage because okay. Middlesbrough, after, if you discount next week because I've got a free hit, they play away like two or three times in a row, so I'm potentially going to take Boxage out to fund a move to get is it up to Carbone 
Nice. Um, that's quite good. Yeah. Switch down to Savarese for this week, who's also got a decent home tie, um, who will then eventually move on. Um, that's a minus four. Or just replace Is It with Matt Holland, who's got a decent home fixture. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Obviously, um, Middlesbrough play United at home this week. But then they've got Watford away, Bolton away, Newcastle away, Arsenal away, Everton at home, Charlton away. Then Villa at home, Blackburn away, Derby away. So there's a lot of away games in there for Middlesbrough. Obviously, Southgate picks up um, good bonus, you know, to, no matter where he is. But you're right, for the likes of Boxic and stuff, it's it's a tough run um, with all those those away games. So Exactly. And I'm on both. I'm on Boxic and Zapeda. So it does make sense for me to move him on. However... I might just keep him this week and move him on after the free hit. Okay. However, I'm that means I don't get Carbone, who obviously is a good option for this week. I'm also very tempted to free hit next week. I've been looking at it because obviously we've got the confirmed doubles now. Um, obviously, Arsenal double home against Liverpool, home against Bolton, and then Bolton double, albeit trickier, away at Arsenal and away at Man United. So if we want to target those, you know, potentially, you know, Thierry Henry, for instance, for uh, for to bring him in. I've I've thankfully got Perez um, at the moment, so I've got coverage with him and Lauren. Um, that should be okay. So I, I've got a way up in my mind whether it's worth it. I still have both my free hits. Do, do you have both yours still? Yep. Yeah, and I've still got a wild card as well. So I, I'm I just I'm not I'm not really sure. Um, whether I will, it will all depend on obviously injuries from this week. Um, and then looking at that team, I, I kind of need to visualize it when you click on, you know, your, your team selection, you look at that and you're like, Oh, actually that doesn't look too good on paper. So for instance, this week I was a bit unsure and um, I've actually taken a bit of a punt mate. So I've already made my moves um, for this week. I have taken out the mighty GX. He's gone. Um, and I brought in Alex Anderson from for Millwall. Ooh, yeah, you've been watching the uh, Simba. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, so, he, yeah, I brought him in. And um, the other one is a biggie. So I have taken out Rude Van Nistelrooy. Gone. <laughs> really? Yeah, gone. And I have brought in Kevin Phillips, who's going to get the armband this week. That, I mean, that, there's, there's sense in that move. Obviously, uh, tough fixture for United. Strong fixture for Sunderland at home. Yeah, to to be fair, the you way I've looked at it, well, so that's yeah. kind of got, put, throwing your chips on the table there. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go for it, but th there's no reason why I shouldn't. Like, um, I'm sitting at I think it's a hundred and hundred and forty sixth in the world at the moment, so I need to find a way of breaking into that top one hundred and then trying to push on and. For me, yeah, I think maybe going rudeless this week might, might be the way to go. I'm hoping. The only worry for me is the fact that, obviously, Alan Smith, I've got him still, but Robbie Keane is back at 90% yellow flagged. So if he starts this week, Smith's inevitably going to be benched. Whether he comes on, I don't know. But if not, it'll be Lauren coming off the bench for me against Spurs. And that game looks like it's got goals in it. Yeah, it'd be tough for a clean sheet for Lauren there. But okay. I'm just I'm just hoping Viduka and Phillips are the two to um to be on this week. And then yeah, I'll probably move maybe Viduka back to Van Nistelrooy um next week. So we'll have to see. But Van Nistelrooy is inevitably gonna score twice, get three bonus points and uh, fuck me up the arse, but <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um who are you captaining this week then? Uh 
think um, between Viduka and Hart, I think I'm going to go Viduka. Yeah, for, obviously we, we can announce that, that in the season keepers team, um, Hart has been selected as captain again. Uh, good luck, guys, because we know the last time you selected Hart, he got benched, didn't even come on. Thankfully, you had Van Nistelrooy as vice captain, so you're all right. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think you're doing the right thing there, probably going Viduka. Yeah, it's less risk. Yeah, massively. <laughs> Right, um, we've got a couple of questions, I think, uh, that are Sky-related, so I'm just going to grab them now. Um, and the first question of the day comes in from... To, see, I should have had this repaired, James, shouldn't I? There we, oh, actually, there we go. we got three questions in now. So we have got a question in from Cal at Gunshock LUFC. So two Sky questions. Simple answers, James. Dunk or a Man City defender as captain on Saturday? Uh, remind me who Brighton are playing. Uh, I believe they play West Brom. I'd be inclined to go for Dunk, to be honest. It's a tough one, isn't it? The only, the only way I'd say Man City is because we get to see the team sheet. Um, ah, yeah. Very, very so good point. It's that certainty. Of start. I mean, Dunk will start. It's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to get dropped. He should pick up passing tier, but I've been impressed by West Brom as of late. So it could again be a similar to the Palace, and they could get a goal. So mainly because of that, and because of ownership. Um, say, for instance, if I know Cancelo starting, Cancelo gets the armband for me. Oh, he's not only got the, the the passing tier threat, the defensive, you know, clean sheet threat. He's got that attacking threat. If Cancelo goes big, that could be huge. Well, definitely, it could be 40 points. Exactly. Um, and then second question, will it be Bruno, Kane or Salah as captain on Sunday and reasons why? So Bruno plays Chelsea away, Salah plays Sheffield United away and Kane plays Burnley at home. I'd want to say Salah. Yeah, <sighs> I think it's going to be tough between... I'm bringing in Kane for that Burnley game. I don't know which way I want to go. Um, Ownership-wise, I think they're going to be very similar anyway. Um, you can probably go against Bruno for this one. I don't see why you would captain him against those two, but if I had to say now, I think I might go Kane. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's, it's tricky, it's a tough one. It's a real tough call. I think that could be a game changer. You know, if you're on the wrong captain in the other one holes, could, could be big swings. Um, we've got a second question in from FPL Dempsey to Sky question. So how confident would you feel going without Kane for the next three games? I already have Salah's captaincy cover on the days he plays and there's no easy or logical way of me getting to him. Uh, it's It's uncomfortable. It's... I think you, you want to be on Kane. Well, yeah, Burnley at home, Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home. It's the, the, the returns are there, like potential hat tricks are there. Yeah, um, obviously, I'm worried. Like in FPL, not only never mind. I mean, I've got him in Sky, um, but yeah, it's a worry. It's it's tough. I I planned an overhaul to go Raz to Kane at this point, and I kept the money there. You know, sorted the team elsewhere to to make sure I could do that. If you're not already on him in it will cost you two transfers to get to him, then it's probably not worth it. But 
Uh, for me, I, I'd want both. I know some are saying, you know, if you're if you're captaining one, do you really need the other? But if you're not on the other at all and he scores a hat-trick, at least you've got half the points of someone captaining him. If you've not got him at all, then you could be losing out on 30 points. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a tough call. It, it, it all depends on the way you've set up, I suppose. If it's tough to go there, maybe don't do it, but it's a risk. Right, and then final question um, in from uh, the man that is Craig Kemp. So, mate, um, how many players are you generally looking to have in a double game week with only one fixture? Do you consider the fixture run after the double? And if so, how many games? So I'm presuming this is going to be an FPL question with a double game week. I was going to ask, was it Chapman? Because there's also a double game week in Chapman, isn't there? It is. It's just for Arsenal, though. Should we answer for both? Yeah. Well, let's make an FPL and Chapman question. <laughs> right, can you reread the question? <laughs> so um, how many players are you looking to have in a double game week with only one fixture? So, for instance, Leeds in West Ham. Oh, right. week. Which, yeah, which so, is why um, I think it's an FPL-based question, because there's only one team that doubles. Two teams that double next week for Chapman. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm going to play two of Rafinha, Bamford and Dallas. Um, I feel like um, it's tough to bench Bamford and Rafinha, um, yeah. but I've got to pick between one of them. I think I can only play one. So I think I'm playing Bamford and I'm yeah. benching Dallas and Rafinha. I think that's probably the, the, the right way to go. For me, knowing full well that Leeds had that double in, no, the, the, the single in 29, when obviously a lot of other teams was blank, I was happy to have at least one of them um, come in for this week. To be fair, I was I was considering having two. Um, I think that would have been fine. And I'm bench boosting. So I can still see Leeds getting returns against Villa, which is why I thought, you know, of holding Rafinha. But for this double in particular, um, I was probably looking all the way up to game week 29 for, for my decisions. One, to see which teams play. And then ones to see which ones I would like to move off to other players. And then what I could afford, for instance, um, you know, moving off of the likes of uh, Harry Kane, potentially, you know, uh, um, and then, you know, the likes of Harvey Barnes, he's at, he's at a difficult price. So do I really want Harvey Barnes to move on to a cheaper option, you know, maybe like a Saka, you know, for instance, for Arsenal, again, that was, that was a consideration. So it's trying to find those price points, from my opinion. That's my uh, game week twenty nine move. Um, Barnes to Saka. If I do bring yeah. in Barnes, <laughs> it's, it's what I've got planned at the moment as well. I think Arsenal's run from game week thirty is is tidy. And to be fair, if Aubameyang is on fire at that point, I might even take the punt. Wow, heard it here first. We'll see. We'll see, <laughs> mate. Right, um, that covers it off for uh, for the questions this week, and. Um, I think it's been quite quite a fun little pod. Obviously, we've got the games kicking off uh, on Saturday, Saturday 12.30, that Man City-West Ham game. So get your teams locked in by be 11 o'clock uh, Saturday morning. Don't drink too much on Friday night, folks. Um, other than that, I think, yeah, let's look forward to Champman tonight, mate. Get your team locked in. And um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. Cheers, guys. 